Welcome back to the Wings and Riffs podcast. It is I, Wingless Valkyrie, also known as Torsten Ogle, and I'm here right beside, for the second time, Mr. Refixix, also known as Jackson Komaiki. How are you doing, Mr. Jackson Komaiki, like you've walked into this room just moments ago, as we will pretend that's exactly how this has happened. How are you doing, Mr. Jackson Komaiki? What is new with you, and how are you feeling on this lovely Tuesday? See, when you... When you put it like that, uh, am I not getting through? Or? You're going to have to go a lot closer. Or here, I'll just turn you up a bit. There you go. Give that a try. How about now? Oh, yeah. There you go, brother. Excellent. When you put it like that, just putting a, a good, like, oh, I'm good, just doesn't seem to cut it. <laughs> oh? <laughs> because you're far greater than good? Is that what you mean to say? No. It's it's just the fact that it's like, oh, you've done all this, this, and this. How are you feeling? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Fair enough. I'm doing fantastic because I'm here in person. That is also... Well, I'm glad you're feeling fantastic that you're here in person. I'm going to eat this onion thing. Uh, For those of you not watching video, this sounds real weird. Um, I'm having Arby's for the second time currently eating... Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Why are you eating on stream? Because I can! This is an ASMR stream. Remember? I've been telling you this. Not this again. (laughs) Curly fries. There you go. Thank you, Mr. Friday. Yes. Curly fries from Arby's because I didn't want them, but this mofo got them anyways. So he made a joke and I didn't take it as a joke. Yep. Pretty much. So Mr. Mr. Jackson, Mr. Refix Six, I was going to say, how are you doing? But that doesn't. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm eating curly fries, drinking iced tea, streaming. Everything's real good. It's hard to talk with curly fries. Oh, fuck. Could you hear me fine that entire time? Yeah. Okay, because it sounded to me that my microphone just went again. No. Didn't sound like... Oh, there it goes again. Nope, it's just you that's getting that. Okay. Sorry, everybody. My microphone's cutting out for me just on my ears only, apparently. It might be my this adapter. This mofo having issues. <laughs> it might be my adapter. Who knows? Anyways, okay. Well, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. If you're listening on Anchor, hello. Welcome back. If you're listening on anything else beside from Anchor, hello. Welcome back. I don't know why I had to distinguish the two. It's the same answer. Um, but how are you guys doing? Um, so apologies. We've been away for a while. I've had a lot of stuff going on recently. That seems to be my excuse every single time. But it's valid because... Recently, I was on vacation. I'm technically no longer on vacation, just on days off, because that's just how I lined up my vacation, and it worked out very nicely that way. Um, but because we actually just went on a sailing trip. Um, mm. For those of you who don't don't know, I live in a city called Kelowna, which is on the, the alongside a lake called Okanagan Lake. It's a very, very big lake. And recently, we decided to, for my vacation... Uh, I was going to do a sailing trip, and I had been planning to do this sailing trip for a while. I was going to do it with my ex-girlfriend, Kendra, but then, of course, we broke up, hence ex-girlfriend, Kendra, so we're no longer going to do the sailing trip together, but I still wanted to do this trip regardless, but I didn't want to do it alone because it'd be very, very lonely, and also safety reasons. If anything happened to me while I was out there by myself, well, then that's no good. And yeah, and that would be real bad. And as luck would have it, shit did happen out there and I wasn't by myself. Thank Christ. So, but we'll get into that in a bit. So, so he ended up having to come down anyways, because his family 
recently moved here and got themselves a new house so he came to their i guess like housewarming family visit is what you'd call it really basically yeah so parents moved into the new place and then it had any everybody over except for my brother and his significant other so it was a a full house and it's it's a nice house it's like right near the the lake like not even a block away from the beach and mm-hmm. they have a tiny little house, little playhouse in the back, which is hilarious because they could totally rent it out. He says playhouse, but what he means is that it looks like if you were to take a child's dollhouse and expand it to a, a livable, quote unquote, livable size. It's it's a very small house that has a bunk bed and heating and air conditioning and power. But it's I don't it's hard to explain. It's like I just said, it's like a dollhouse made for adults that they're looking at renting out as an Airbnb, which is a fantastic idea because again, you can see the lake and the beach from that house, mm-hmm. and you are literally out of the house, highway, cross the highway, beach. It's you can make so much money from renting that out as an Airbnb, and the fact that it has power, AC, and heat is just oh. It's so good. The only thing it doesn't have is a bathroom, which is funny because the bathroom that's downstairs has two entrances, one being inside and the other being directly outside because they used to have a hot tub there and they didn't want people to go in directly through the one door that's literally like it'd be door and then a door right beside it Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the bathroom. It's super weird. But hey. But now it works. Yeah, but now now anybody that lives in that Airbnb dollhouse can use the bathroom from the outside. But the thing is though, can they access the entire rest of the house from that? Oh no 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 no, they're putting up a wall in that bottom unit as well. I Potentially, about that. yes. Because yeah. that's because that, this thinking, is like very early preliminary like brainstorming, chucking mm-hmm. ideas out there to see. They got what this house a week ago. I should mention this, so they're still moving into it. Oh yeah, like Saturday I think they got possession. Yeah, so a while ago. Like, last Saturday? Last Saturday. Yeah. So. They still have a lot to go. Mm-hmm. But it should be good. But anyway, so that is why he's here, and it's just so happened to line up with my vacation time that I already booked off, so we decided I'm going to take him on my sailing trip. And then I also, my mom decided um, that if Jackson couldn't go before we had actually confirmed that Jackson could go, I'd invite my cousin Yulia from Denmark because she currently doesn't have school anymore. She is just working full time. So I was like, yo, let's get Yulia down here. And Yulia took some time off work and she came to visit. She is away now, but she was here for a little bit. <clears throat> so we all went on the sailing trip. Um, and the plan, the plan, the plan, the plan was to sail from Kelowna, which is maybe midway on the lake all the way to the most northern part of the lake past a city uh, city town called Vernon and then we're going to go from Vernon all the way down to the southern end of the lake to a town called Penticton and then go from Penticton back up to Kelowna and be- based on my rough estimates um, and if we had steady wind for every single day it should have taken us three days to do we didn't get steady wind every single day no, no. Our, our very first day when we set out, we had very little wind. We had enough wind to keep us going, and we had short bursts where we were getting a bit of wind, but they didn't last for very long, so for the majority of the trip, we were just very slow, zigzag going. And the estimate was we were going to get to Vernon by midday. We left 
early in the morning, and then we could sail we left back. At like nine. Yeah, we left at like nine. I was planning to leave earlier, but we also had beer with Oli and such. Yes. So, but we didn't leave as early as we wanted to. But even if we did leave as early as I wanted to, there's no way we would have made it to Vernon and back. Oh, the plan was no. to get it to Vernon, and then back to Kelowna in one day. If we had steady wind, which we did not, so we were we almost made it to Vernon. We were almost made it to Vernon before nightfall, and then I called Vernon asking for a temporary slip for the boat. They didn't have one. Well, they sorry, they had one, but they couldn't confirm the depth of the temporary slip. It was just people working in the restaurant for the yacht club. They didn't have much information, so we decided not to risk it, um, and we just went into a close little bay, tied up to an anchor buoy, and slept there for the night. It was perfect. There was very little wind. Everything was nice and smooth. Had a little bit of rain for the atmosphere. Yeah, and oh, the rain only came in when we had already anchored up and inside eating supper going to bed, which was nice. It didn't rain during the day, so that was something mm-hmm. positive. Next morning... <laughs> next morning... It was very calm. There was absolutely no wind whatsoever. So we motored out of our port and started heading south. And we were just kind of sitting there with absolutely no wind. We put up the spinnaker because we had, if you don't know what a spinnaker is, um, it's essentially those big balloon sails you see on sailboats that just like hang out at the front. It's just like a, if you hold up, if you hold up a piece of paper and you blow onto the back of the piece of paper, that's what a spinnaker looks like. So we put up that, and still nothing. So I decided, you know what? I'm gonna ke- I'm gonna turn on the motor. I'm gonna motor down for a little bit, and see if we can catch something down the coast. Oh, we did. We did. We yes. We motored for maybe ten to fifteen minutes, and then suddenly the spinnaker started going backwards. So the wind had shifted, and now it was coming at us, no longer coming behind us, and it came in fast. So we rolled down that spinnaker and hoisted up the mainsail and the the jib sail and we were on our side and we were going for anybody who knows nautical terms we were going maybe six to 6.5 knots an hour not full speed i wasn't getting as much wind as i wanted because it was a little more than i could handle so i was just getting between six to six and a half and i was like i'm comfortable here i don't want to put any more wind into the sails and the wind started to keep picking up more and more and more and i got real nervous so we started to roll in the head sail well <laughs> that is when things went wrong because I, we ro- we started to roll in the headsail. We rolled it in about halfway. For those of you who are also familiar with nautical terms, we have a roller furling system on the headsail. We don't pull the headsail up and down. It just rolls into itself and rolls back out. If you're not nautical um, uh, familiar, bear with me. Hopefully we'll get through this. It, it, essentially, it means that when we rolled it up, we got about halfway and then the rope snapped. Well, it didn't, sorry, it didn't snap. It came out of the roller furling system. And I have no idea how to put it back in. Al finally, actually, by the way, Al, the guy who put that furling system in, he emailed me back. He says he thinks he knows what happened. He's going to go check. And it might have been his fault. Motherfucker. Him, he said he might have, he might not have attached it to the system properly and that's why it came loose he can't confirm nor deny because i told him was like we rolled it in we were in a bit of heavy wind and we got it halfway in before it it just got really hard to roll it in so we kept trying and then it just came out of the system he said that shouldn't happen it might have been put in very loosely he can't confirm of course he's not going to confirm whether he put it in loosely or not because why would you shoot yourself in the foot like that so but he is going down there sometime and putting that system back together for me free of charge 
which is good because he fucking installed the damn thing anyways so anyway um so we got in halfway and the and it, the rope came out of the furling system completely so the sail half the sail now is just flapping because nothing is rolling it in so we had to run up there tie loose ropes around what we could of the sail mm-hmm. and then just leave it and then the wind was still picking up bam, bam, yeah because half the sail is hanging out of the thing so it's just flopping back and forth constantly in this heavy wind and then we dropped the main sail because i was like nope this is too much we're just gonna motor for now and yeah uh to make a to make a long story short we also have problems with the motor where we can't run it for too long because water leaks into the oil um so we don't want to run the engine for too too long we have to do an oil change like every one to two weeks just to get that gray oil out of there in the fall we're going to take the engine out and completely seal up that leak so it doesn't happen anymore but so we didn't want to run the engine for too long but we also had no choice so we ran it all the way back home with the sail flopping the whole fucking way back home it looked bad it sounded bad everything was rattling it was it, it was all bad. bad it felt bad feels bad man yeah it was it was just all bad but we made it back we docked it back into port and then we unraveled the sail in port where it was calmer winds, rolled the thing back up manually, tied it off, left it, and then we sent. We didn't. We called the trip there essentially because we couldn't use the head sail no more, and we could only use the mainsail, and that would be very slow goings on just the mainsail. Yeah, that was not a thing. Yeah, but we it, could do. But that wasn't the complete end because then. Either the day after... No, it wasn't the day after. I think it might have been two days after. Two days after, I think. Two days after, um, Jackson's family was out on the other side of the lake, just across um, at a campground, not too far from Kelowna, and they wanted to go for a little bit of a sailing trip. So Yulia and I jumped back on the boat and sailed up there, and we changed the head sail out for the spinnaker sail, and we sailed around with Jackson's family for a little bit before it got dark, dropped them all back off at the campsite, and then drove our way back home. So... For the sailing trip, the plan was end-to-end of the lake. We got as close to Vernon as we could before we had to go in, and then we went... We didn't sail all the way back to Kelowna. We drove all the way back to Kelowna. We had no choice. We we had no choice. So the sailing trip was kind of to an abrupt end, but we did sail from Kelowna to almost Vernon, and I think that even though it was light wind, it was still okay. Mm -hmm. There was... No rain. It wasn't cold or anything. So that day, I think, was fine. Could we have had more wind? Absolutely. We could have definitely had more wind to get there a bit faster and not just very slow zigzagging. But overall, it was great. I'd say so, yes. There was that. And now I'm going to stop talking and let Jackson talk about whatever he wants to talk about. What I want to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, Mr. Torsten here... It's got a fancy new toy. Well, that's not what I want you to talk about. I want you to talk about something related to you. It is related to me. No, like your computer or your monitor, bro. Right. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I have been using the same computer for about five, six years? Around the same time as I... Four? Five? You bought your computer after I built mine, so... Something like that. Anyways, it's starting to show its age uh not being able to run things as well as it could have and i decided you know what i'm in town torsten's around to tell me what's good what's bad because he trusts my opinion for whatever reason it turned out okay (laughs) (laughs) as far as you're aware (laughs) i tested it so it's okay so i decided to revamp my setup by getting a brand new desktop 
that it was very expensive and hopefully totally worth it and a new curved monitor so i'm gonna have a dual monitor system now which is going to be great i i promise you it's amazing you you can see that's what i run right now if i if i could afford it i do triple monitors you I, definitely have the room. I definitely have the room. Well, I mean, the computer used to sit there, and then I decided, you know what? I want more desk space, so I put it off there. Plus, the inside is not, like, super pretty to look at, so I didn't need, like... Minus. Yes, yours is very nice, but I didn't need the visual aspect, so I was just like, I just put it on the floor there. Cleared up a lot of desk space. So, I'm, that's the big thing for me, is I need to figure out how I'm going to set it up now, because <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of space... But I can make it. So I will see what I can do. I'm sure you'll be fine. For anybody who is tech savvy uh, and wants the specs, I see Mr. Friday has asked for the specs. Um, I don't know every single spec. I know the prominent ones. He has a he has a G, uh, not a G, he has an RTX 2070. I think it's a Founders. I don't think it's a Zotec or MSI or anything. I'm pretty sure it's just a Founders. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a i7. No, or is it an i9? I, it was i7-9700. Uh, yeah, an, I, an i7-9700K. K, yeah. Because it's unlocked. Yep. So he's got an i7-9700K, uh, RTX 2070, 16 gigs of DDR4 RAM. Mm-hmm. Um, space so, for four more, well, space for two. Space two for tor- two more RAM slots if you ever need them. 16 gigs is pretty good. Um, if The only time I could see you actually needing more RAM than that is if you get into streaming and you get into a lot of stuff with streaming. I have 16 gigs. I've never capped my RAM. I'm still looking at upgrading it because I've come close. I've gotten 14 out of 16 gigs used, which is close. But I won't upgrade it for this computer. I have all the specs for a new computer when I go to build it. And I'll just do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's primarily the only thing is anybody would really need to know is the processor like i said i7 9700k and the graphics card is an rtx 2070 founders if more it's, than likely yes. if it's not a founders it doesn't matter all that much it's still an rtx 2070 so, so and i really and we never realized this because we were looking at a different system uh we got a uh well the processor is water-cooled which is interesting. Yes, because the one we were looking at, the display unit we were looking at, had a had the same processor, but it was locked. It wasn't unlocked. Mm-hmm. And it had an RTX 2060, not a 2070. Mm-hmm. And the processor was air-cooled. Now, SSD for main boot, yes. It has a 256 gigabyte SSD. And with, one terabyte. And a one terabyte hard drive separate. Mm-hmm. Which, not a lot, but he has storage from his old computer. He can move over into the new computer very easily. And also, if he ever wanted to buy more storage, it's very easy to just buy a hard drive, plug it in, more storage. I mean, that's easily what I can do. Yeah, it was very simple to do that. So, um, what was I going to say? And then the monitor he got is a uh, 1440p, 144 hertz Samsung? Yeah, it was a Samsung. Yeah, Samsung. I think it's 32? No, 27. I think it might have been 32 because it is quite large. Is it's it larger than these, I believe. Yeah, well, these are only 24. So uh, maybe it could be 27. I doubt uh, it. I doubt it highly. Yeah, I think it's, it might be 27, but we'll see. Well, let me just take a look at what I got here. 
because my stuff is nothing like super fancy. It's very old stuff. So the the monitor I'm currently running, which is a where the hell is it? Uh, advanced kit. Nope, that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, bear with me, everybody listening. How are you guys doing? I hope you're doing good. Uh, it doesn't say. Yeah, no, the monitor I have is a 1920 1080p, 144 hertz, um, curved. Viotech, which was one of the cheaper ones from Amazon, but it works great. I have no issues with it whatsoever, and I cannot remember its size. I it might be 27 inches. I think that's probably about it. I it's definitely not 32. I know it's not 32. No, it doesn't look large enough. It, it looks like a 24 because it looks similar to how my old one works. Lo looks, sorry. <laughs> Let's see if I can find it here. When did you get it? A while ago. Oh, there it is. It is a yeah, twenty-four. Yep. Yeah, Viotech. So anybody who wants to know the monitor I have, it was a Viotech GN twenty-four C twenty-four inch curved monitor, hundred forty-four hertz, ten eighty p, with uh, a total price of two hundred and eighty-nine Canadian dollars. So maybe. 240 230 american dollars i see there's the uh stream deck yep and then i got the elgato stream deck and whatnot so yeah so this is only 24 but i didn't think you got a 32 because you said 32 was way too big for your table can't remember i can't remember okay <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter that much but it's a nice monitor i haven't looked at it turned on or anything but it looks nice in the store so it sure as hell better look nice well, my brother-in-law said it was nice so well that's what matters it looks good to me as there, well there you go that's what matters um yeah speaking of monitors uh i technically also got a new monitor uh two new monitors one for each eye uh, built into a tiny little box from a small underground company you guys may or may not have heard of called HTC and the product is called a Vive kind of this never heard of weird it. yeah it was a weird thing yes so I got an HTC Vive now a lot of you are probably wondering Torsten how the fuck did you buy a Vive now here's what I'm gonna say and I'm gonna keep a little bit of these details private because reasons work so at my job, apparently, I don't pay attention much to the going-ons at my job. Everyone's going to get mad at me. Like, you should always pay attention. I don't care. I go to work. I punch in. I do my job. I punch out and I go home. And then in every two weeks, I get paid. I don't pay attention to much else going on besides from that. But apparently, um, employees, including, we're not getting paid one of our benefits that we should have been getting paid from the company for the past year or so so our union had been fighting to get that money that we should have been making on our making on our paychecks paid out to us and i heard that was going on and that apparently our our union had won and we were going to get a payout sometime in september um alongside our regular check we were going to get a separate check of just a total fund of what we were supposed to have been making on our paychecks all summed up and given to us now to make up for it and everyone was told it would be somewhere around this figure which i'm not going to share on stream before tax so it was going to be that figure um and then taxed off of that so something slightly less so i was like okay cool that's a lot of money so i got the check and i looked at it and i was like that's a lot of money that's a lot of money it's a lot of money 
So, immediately, I had talked... Now, <laughs> Melanie, Melanie is my work wife. Yes. She, she doesn't listen to this podcast, so she can't get mad at me, because she won't know unless Alex tells her. It, I Alex. <laughs> We're Alex, looking at you. Mr. Friday from the stream here, everybody, um, is Alex. He works with me. He's also in the D&D game that I run every week. Also Ooh. D&D tomorrow. Excited for that. Uh, we'll have our action, action after action report here in a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's a doozy. <laughs> but anywho, so Mel and I were talking about what we're going to do with the money once we get it. And because we roughly esti- estimated how much it would be after the tax for both of us. She was going to put all of it into her student loans. Or sorry, she was going to put half of it into her student loans and half of it towards her credit card. Um, stuff and she said yeah. now we're both going to be a, be adults here Torsten and we're both going to pay off our bills and I said yes absolutely Torsten didn't do that I didn't do that so um, so Melanie well, the, I'll get mad at, at him for you so, later but to be fair I didn't not do it completely the very first thing I did when I got this money was I ordered a brand new set of metal dice because <laughs> uh, now I have a green set of metal dice, a white set of metal dice, and a blue set of metal dice, and I bought the white set. So now I have three sets of metal dice. Cost me like twenty dollars for the white set. Metal dice are so good. Metal dice are very nice. Uh, if you're not a fan of dice, if you don't play D and D or you just don't like dice at all, you're probably like, "What the fuck? Why? Fuck dice! <laughs> Goddamn! Like why? You you don't understand. It's a world that you don't understand, and that's okay." It's fine. You're, for me, it was wonderful. So we, we grieve for you. Yes, we grieve for you. So the very first thing I did was I bought another set of metal dice, and then I bought some very nice pens for $10. And then the third thing I bought was an HTC Vive. <laughs> now, and there it is. The funny thing is that I was look I was at work when we got the when we got paid and everything because it was on a Friday and I work on Fridays and I was sitting in the lunchroom looking through my Amazon wish list. I'd already bought the dice off the Amazon wish list. I bought the pens off the Amazon wish list and I looked at the Vive and I was like, I could buy it and it would be here by Monday. And it was Friday when I was looking at this. And another person <laughs> I was there was a couple other people in the break room with me when I was doing this and I was asking them like. Should I buy this? It's been on my wish list for the past two years. I can imagine just like <laughs> random fucking people in the break room. No, no, Should no. I buy this? It, it was people I knew. It was people I was familiar with. One of them was a girl named Rachel um, who's pregnant with her first kid right now. She's considerably older than me. And then I can't remember who the other person was. Um, it was also someone I'm familiar with. But I asked them like, should I save the money? Should I not buy this Vive? Should I wait even longer or should I buy it? It's already been on my wish list for two years and do it anyways. And they were like, well, you should save the money, but you're going to buy it. (laughs) And they were right. And they were right. Because not (laughs) only did I buy it, but I also didn't want to be patient about it either. So what I ended up doing was I was like, you know what? I could buy this now and wait until Monday to get it. Or I could call Best Buy and see if they have one in stock. And I'll just go there immediately after work and get it so I can have it today. So I called Best Buy. They had one in stock. I told them, put it behind the desk. I will pick it up after work. And I went there and I bought it and I brought it home. And now I have a vibe, everybody. And it's wonderful. Holly Dell asked Jackson, where did you get your metal dice? Wow, not where I got my metal dice? Excuse you, woman? Whatever. It was probably the same place anyways because it was from Amazon. Whatever, Holly Dell. Don't even talk to me anymore. 
that's gonna. So is it gonna be like a in between, like when you're talking to not? It's gonna have to be someone else talking through. Be like, oh, the DM said this to say to you, or not said this to tell that to the DM. What are you on about right now? You said don't talk to me. So we have to go through different people to get oh, to each other. Okay, you're taking this way too far. <laughs> and normally I'm the one that takes things too far. But whatever, Holly Dell. Jackson got his from Amazon. I also got mine from Amazon. Mine have details and different colors to them. His are just a solid color. Mine are gold. But whatever, Holly Dell. And silver. And bronze. Do what you want. It's not. I know you got yours from Amazon, but I like the bronze ones. Yeah. Whatever then. Be that way. The bronze ones are really good though. Mine are emerald, snow white, and ocean blue. No red? To smell. See, the ironic thing is that, like, I expected myself to get, like, red and black ones. Like, like fucking Targaryen colors back there and be super gamery. But I was looking at all the different options from this company, and I was like, "Those fucking emerald ones with the silver trim." That was my yeah. first. That was my first metal dice, and I was like, mm, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna grab them." You're taking over this podcast. If anyone's listening on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or iTunes, you need to come to the Twitch streams. So when I show you physical things, you can see them. Twitch.tv/wingsandriffs. Come check us out. Come follow us. Come watch us live on Twitch, so you can see when I show you guys these beautiful. Beautiful dice sets. Aight. The stream will be up for 30 days after today when you're listening to it. So you got time to come watch the past broadcast and see these metal dice. If you missed the 30 days, should have watched the stream. Shit out of luck. Alright, you're taking over for a moment. Oh lord, I'm in control now. Everyone be afraid. I know he is. But anyways, how's everybody you're doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's my last day here doing the podcast tomorrow i'm going home because i've been here for a full week and a bit so it's been it's been a been a journey i've been stuffed into many things i've been stuffed first off into uh a house that has nothing in it uh, into then into a closet that comes later and then into a boat. So it's been interesting. To be fair, you were not stuffed into the boat. The closet, yes. <laughs> the closet I take full responsibility for. But you were willing, so that changes things. I mean, if I didn't have anywhere to sit, it would have been very different. Yes. So, everybody, this is my regular dice bag. There's my hand for size. This is my metal dice bag that I keep inside my regular dice bag. So this has got all my plastic dice in it. And this has got my metal dice in it. Now, Jackson's dice, he's got one set of- you only have one set of metal dice, right? Just the one? Three. You have three? They're all- they're all tinted bronze, though, aren't they? Nope. Different colors of bronze? I got gold, I got silver, and I got bronze. Oh, you went fucking- I went all the way! You got all three metal types. Gotcha. Alright, well- I mean, totally worth it. I'm just gonna pull out my D20s here. Once I find them, there's the emerald one. There's the snow white one. I'm just missing- the ocean blue one. There it is. Alrighty. So I'll take a quick moment to thank Adrian Von Zingler. He is the provider for today's stream music. This is Two Hours of Celtic Music by Adrian Von Zingler. You can check him out on YouTube. Uh, I think he's also on iTunes. So if you're enjoying the music you're listening here and you want to listen to more by Adrian Von Zingler, check him out on YouTube. He's a pretty cool guy. 
pretty dope. And he lets us use this music without any kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Copyright. Yeah, so it's copyright-free music, so we can use it and not be dinged by the overlords on Twitch or YouTube, which is wonderful. So if you want some more copyright-free music, check out Adrian Von Zinger, and all he asks is that you just promote his channel. That's all he asks for. Can't be that hard. I just did it. So can you. All right. With all that said, so these are the types of metal dice I have. So the first one I'll show you, this is the first ever metal dice set I got. This nice emerald one. Focus camera. Here. Come on, focus. 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 Come on. It's not happening. It's not going to do it. All right. Make it happen for me, daddy. Come on now. Anybody listening on Anchor right now is like, why am I listening to this podcast? I'm fairly certain they do that every time. Probably. Okay. Come on. Focus. Camera. Please. Oh, there, there, we there we go. go. So this, this is a really weird way to show you a dice, but these are nice emerald dice with silver trim on them. So these ones are pretty nice. First set I got. All the different dice, all seven dice out of that set look like that. And then I got, this is my second one, which is just a straight blue. Okay, do this again. Come on now. Come on. Come on. It's close. So this is a straight blue one with a black trim instead of a silver one. Pretty cool. Not as shiny as the emerald set, but it's very nice. And then the most recent set that I bought is this snow white one, which is just white, again with a black trim instead of a silver trim. So they're very pretty. And then Jackson's Jackson's metal dice essentially like well they look the same d20s and all the other types of dice but they're one solid color and the numbers are a different color whereas these ones have a trim instead of one solid color mine are very shiny these are pretty shiny no my but everything of mine is shiny ah. <laughs> but this is how they look in the hand just like these three d20s the main reason i like metal dice is because they have a weight to them that's exactly why i like metal dice as well i like the plastic dice they're what i've known that's what i grew up using and mm -hmm. such but then i started rolling metal dice and i was like these, Why, have, these have weight. These have value. When you roll these, they clatter, and they hit, and they're hard. And that's exactly the way you want to be playing D&D. Exactly. It's like every every roll in D&D matters. And if you want them to feel like they matter, you roll with metal dice. It sounds like we're like the fucking company for metal dice right now trying to link, buy metal link, dice. Nudge, nudge. Make your dice, make your rolls matter make them feel important and have weight and consequence metal dice by wingless and riffs <laughs> uh we don't have those don't spam us <laughs> don't spam us don't ask us we want wings and riffs die they're not a thing <laughs> we won't sell them to you someone else can i suppose that's but... gonna be look at that i've spent a year and a half trying to get voice acting jobs to no avail now someone somewhere is going to hear this podcast go to this dice company and be like yo hire these guys <laughs> that's going to be my first ever voice acting job is going to be hey you like rolling dice you want your rolls to matter but it's hard to think your rolls matter when your rolls feel like you're rolling a feather you want your you want your roles to have weight, to have consequence, to feel important, to feel like they matter. And you know what matters most? Seducing the wenches. Seducing the wenches with metal dice from wings and riffs. <laughs> totally 
Not a bard player. Nope. <laughs> I've never played a bard. That's the strangest thing. You would think, like anyone who knows would be like, they list off all the classes for D&D and they'd be like, Torsten would play a bard. I've never or played a bard. Or a barbarian. Or a barbarian. I've never played either. Nope, that's a lie. I played a barbarian once for one fucking session and then the campaign never went anywhere, which is real unfortunate. Yeah. That tends to happen, but this one hasn't. I'm not even playing a bard or anything right now. I'm a DM. Exactly. So the game is continuing. It hasn't died. No, it hasn't died. And it's we've been playing for over half a year, which is crazy. Uh-huh. I'm very happy. Apparently, you were expecting the thing not to fucking continue, which makes me very sad. So was Holly Dell. Both of you were like, I'm surprised it's been going. And I'm like, you guys have no faith. It's more the party dynamic than anything, okay? Yes, but I will say it also very much helps that a lot of us work the same job. <laughs> so you can't just, like, not play it and then yeah. see everybody. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just not play and then see everyone work and be like, yo, where were you? Sorry, I was busy. Bullshit. <laughs> I know your work schedule. <laughs> I know where you sleep. Well, I know where two of my play. No. I know where you sleep. I know where Kendra sleeps. I technically know where Ben and Rachel sleep because their house is right there. I know where Mike sleeps. I, I the only people I don't know who where they sleep is Sky and Alex. Everyone else I know where they sleep. He's coming for you too now. Yep, yeah, Mr. Friday. I want to know where you sleep. J.K. I don't. It's not that important. Anywho, we have been live for about forty-five minutes now. Let us go and turn over to the after action report since we are pretty much already there with the talks of D&D. Of course. Oh, sorry. Just so everyone, before we do that, the last bit of my money, I also I also paid off my credit card, okay? I, I, I bought metal dice, I bought a nice pen set, I bought an HTC Vive, and I paid off my credit card, most of it. And then I put some of it aside for student loans, okay? I didn't just spend it willy-nilly. I did put some of it to my credit card and some of it to my student loans, okay? Let me put that out there, just in case anybody listens to it, mainly like my mother or something that goes, you did all that money with what I put I paid off most of my credit card and I put some of it away for student loans okay he's not completely uh, inept non, non-adult non-adulting yes. I'm not completely non-adulting yes wow brilliant way of saying <laughs> I've been here for a while okay oh, you're blaming li- staying here with me for your inept ability to speak in Kelowna on vacation Fine. Oh, and then the final thing that we hinted at, the closet. So, uh, or do you want to talk about that with the after action? We'll put in the after action report. So, yes. welcome to the after action report brought to you by Refixix. Uh, we're not sponsored, so it's brought to you by, sponsored by Metal Dice. <laughs> Rings, wings, and riffs. So, the after action report. Uh, see, if, this, if we had a sponsorship, this is perfectly where we do it. Yep. The after action report brought to you by blank. Blank. If you want to sponsor us, contact me on Twitter or Instagram or or uh, Discord or any way you can. T- Do I have contact information on our Twitch page? Uh, and I just thought about that. I, for this one, I don't think we do. Oh, this is a brand new Twitch page, so I don't think I have anything here. Uh, you can check if... Oh, wait, no, 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 they're all right there. If you're watching this live on Twitch, there's the Discord, there's my Patreon, there's my Instagram, there's my Twitch, my other Twitch, there's my Twitter, and there's my YouTube. Uh, Jackson has a Twitter. I don't, never use it. Don't contact him. If you want to sponsor us, contact me. I run the things. 
he does the stuff. I'm just here for reasons. Yes. I'm the primer. I am the head of this moving machine. He just is he helps. Hel- here, here for the ride. He helps me oil it. That's about it. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, welcome to the After Action Report brought to you by you guys. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for checking out the stream. And thanks for listening to us on Anchors, Google, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want to leave us a voice message, check out Anchor. It is free for both iOS and Android. Download the app. Check out our podcast, Wings and Riffs, and leave us a voice message. It can be a comment. It could be a question. It could be whatever you would like. And we will play it next on our podcast for the following, I would say the following week. But our podcasts have kind of been spotty, so on. So the following podcast, whenever that may be, usually weekly on Tuesdays, and we'll play it live on the spot on the podcast for you, so you can we can hear your voice. It's free to do. Why not do it? Cost you nothing. Thank you. On with the after action report. So I forget where we left off from the uh, last time we did one of these because it's been a few if you sessions since then fair so essentially where we are where we are at before the beginning of last week's um game everybody's on a boat and they are heading off in the direction uh that wayfinder is getting pings from from what he believes to be something called the alpha complex which was the main hub facility of all of the his type of creations and construct beings in this ancient, ancient, ancient time before time as we know it, essentially. Basically before everything else. Before everything else. So also a little bit of backstory about that as well. I don't know how much of this has been shared. Um, are, is Mr. Friday and Holly Dell okay with hearing some of this, or do you want me to keep the secret? Uh, if they want to hear it, they can. Uh, you should ask them. Holly Dell and Mr. Friday, if you guys don't want to know anything about Wayfinder's past or history, say so right now. We'll hold off if you want to and for it to be told in game. Otherwise, we will say it here and you'll just have to worry about not metagaming it. I mean, it's pretty hard to metagame it, but... It is pretty hard to metagame it, but hey, just is a thing. But anyways, um, so you're going to some place from your past that you were getting notifications from, essentially pinging from that it was still active it was still out there and it was still somehow functioning Mm -hmm. and you took the party out there and they just kind of followed along because they had really no other choice otherwise they would (laughs) just lose you and I'd have a split party again (laughs) so uh, Holly Dell says she's good Uh, we'll wait for Mr. Friday if he's still here Um, so you're essentially taking them out there you guys hired a ship the moon tide and hired hired quote quote unquote well you didn't hire you became crew of the ship of under captain cutlass the ship the moon tide uh mr friday says do tell as well so essentially do you want you you it's your backstory you tell about the alpha complex and everything about wayfinder go for it uh make it quick because we only have 10 minutes go (laughs) uh i i I don't want to use like the name of what's coming because that'll spoil them for later. Oh yeah, it hasn't revealed its name. No, it hasn't. I forgot. I, it never said its name. No. It okay, never had. we'll keep the name secret. I thought it was se- No. Because no, I would have said it because I was would've. in control. Yes. That's another thing we have to figure out for tomorrow. Who's in control now? Oh, we already know who it is. <laughs> Are you taking full control again? Oh yes. Okay. But not me as the, the player I can. The the other thing will not. Like, me as the player will take control of the thing that has taken control. 
if that makes sense. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold up. Let's try and do this in as spoiler-free as a way as we can so we figure this out. Overlord right, is in control. The The thing that you picked up from the Alpha Complex is in control. Yes. But who is playing it? Me. Okay, so everything is now in your hands once again. Correct. Okay. Unless you want to have fun with, you know, nope. fighting over nope. it. Nope, this is your characters. Technically, yes. Yeah, both of them are technically your characters, so... If you want full control, you can take it. But it just ha so. it just has to fall in line with essentially what happened of last session. Mm -hmm. In a similar, not exactly to a T, like going up fucking toe-to-toe -to -toe with everything as a goddamn wizard. Don't do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was just me playing it as the cocky machine that it is, and then realizing I've been, a, I've been away for a long time. This is not familiar to me. Fuck. So... <laughs> Yeah, more or less. So, but anyways, okay. You have full control of everything. I will leave it all in your hands. Then I will not touch Wayfinder or insert, Blank. It, oh, insert name here. So go ahead with Wayfinder's full backstory in eight minutes or less. That can be done. It is very simple. So long, long, long time ago, a land land far away, which was actually not very far away at all. Sorry. Uh, last thing I'm going to say. I promise. Last thing I'm going to say. This... This thing that we're about to talk about takes place before everything. So D&D has set time frames in stone, like the time of the giants and the Allfather and all that kind of stuff. This is before all of that. Mm -hmm. Anything set in stone, D&D related, this story we've come up with is takes place before all of that. And honestly has almost no consequence on it. Yes. That is the reason we can do this. So... Just as a heads up for everybody, that is where this place is in the timeline. Timeline before everything. I guess for you guys on the stream, it's this way. So timeline before everything. Go ahead. Last time I'm going to talk. Yeah. So, yes, a very, very long time ago, uh, there was... I, I've made these specifically very vague so Torsten could have a field day with it. So I just put it as dimensional invaders were came to this world to basically take it over, eat everything whatever they wanted to do with it. The people there at that time were significantly technologically advanced to the point where they had were making robots, they were making very large weapons, like very heavy stuff. They What they ended up doing, realizing that, well, they weren't going to win this war. Sure, they'd win a couple battles here and there, but they really just couldn't win. So they kept building things to just stave off the inevitable and as before uh, these things were not very smart they're basically tracks on guns on tracks is what they started out as as time went on they think they got more so they got smarter they got more sophisticated and eventually they got to the point where we're not going to win we're going to make it make sure they don't either so what they did is they built a uh, us, uh, I don't know if I should call it a, a a learning AI or what it would be more. Basically, an AI that's willing to learn from its mistakes and learn everything it possibly could. Basically, no limits is what I'm trying to hear say here. This thing does not have limits in terms of what it can think. But what it does have are ways of thinking that were passed on from its creators. 
Uh, so what they had told it to do is basically don't let them win, cleanse them from this place. And that's exactly what it ended up doing. It basically brought the entire world to its knees before basically destroying it. Including itself. Because all of its systems were buried deep beneath the earth, like all of its foundries, all of its armories, power systems, its main control center as well, which was Alpha Complex. Mm -hmm. And in its cataclysm, in its apocalypse, it basically cleansed, glassed the entire planet and thus dealing damage to everything that it was. It was prepared to go down in a fiery ball of glory. But that didn't quite happen. If any of you have ever seen Alien vs. Predator, the first one, the end of that movie, but on a global scale. More or less, yes. So basically, nukes in orbit, nukes in the ground, nukes... Basically, explosions everywhere. Mm -hmm. More or less. And that is basically how Wayfinder, I'll say, became into being and subsequently not being. (laughs) Which, for anybody who's not keeping up yet so far, Wayfinder is one of these constructs from this time. It is not the primary... AI. It is a drone. It is one of thousands of thousands of drones that just happened to stay in one piece after all this happened, buried deep, deep, deep below the earth. That was unearthed years, decades, centuries, millennials later by dwarves at the time of the starting of our campaign, Storm King's Thunder. Mm-hmm. And then the party... Um, was riding along with one of these dwarves who was taking it back to his father to show him and then they unearthed it the dwarf got killed they could have saved him but they didn't the <laughs> the dwarf got killed and everyone saw this construct and then boom that's where Jackson's character came in they tried to steal the gem yeah, they tried to steal the construct's power source but ended up starting up the construct instead thank Christ <laughs> um, which was good and that is the birth of the character Wayfinder who's the drone, the the drone character Wayfinder was not a fighter, was not a military drone. It has military capabilities, but it was primarily meant as a surveyor or a cartographer. It was a meant scout. A scout. It was meant to walk around, learn, and just f- take in information and map out its belongings. It has capabilities to fight, but it is not primarily meant for that, hence why it is a wizard. Mm. It is, so for anybody who wants the actual terms, if you haven't figured it out yet, it is a warforged. Yes, is what it is. A warforged wizard. That's what he's playing. But now, War, Wayfinder has found the Alpha Complex and reestablished connection with the Alpha Complex, who was running on very very low power, but was getting bursts of power by a storm storm giant quintessent who was nearing the end of its life cycle and decided to stay deep below the ocean, far away from everything, and happened upon the Alpha Complex and unearthed it and could feel energy coming from it and decided, this is my home. I'm making this my home. And through having just that constant storm underwater, just arcing electricity and everything, was giving the Alpha Complex jolts of energy, which were the pings you were getting. Was It was just getting power surges and reestablishing communication constantly. Mm-hmm. And then you guys went down there, Wayfinder reestablished connection with the Alpha Complex, and then the AI... Which, whose name we have not informed yet, the AI 
downloaded itself into Wayfinder so it could get itself out of the Alpha Complex and actually walk the Material Plane again after Millennial. Actually, I don't know if it ever did walk the Material Plane. Technically, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't in, have ever in, in walked a, in a body. No. No, it was. But all, it would have had the experience through all of the drones. Yes, like like a hive mind yes. essentially. Yes, but now, very all, much. but now all the drones that you guys are aware of are gone. Mm -hmm. Wayfinder is the only one that's actually active and out there. Mm -hmm. So now it's just riding along inside Wayfinder. And as, I don't know if you want this part mentioned or not, the suppression. Blank. Okay. So if he doesn't like me telling this, then he can slap me later. But essentially what's happened now is he's downloaded this AI and it is now inside Wayfinder, and Wayfinder, as the party knows it, is still there, but it's just underneath. It yes. is suppressed, and this new thing has taken full control. So much to it has altered Wayfinder's body, and the way I said it is it just looks like Ultron from Age of Ultron, because I thought, you know what, for how he has described this AI... Ultron fits. So yes. I just went with, it looks like Ultron, which reminds me, I need to print out a picture of Ultron to put on your tripod now. <laughs> so instead of the XCOM 2 robot, we've just put on Ultron. So there you go. We could pick one before. We'll pick a picture before we do that. So that is where we are right now. I guess I just gave everyone the action report instead of you. That's that's fine. You can do it yeah. a lot better than I can in some cases. But so, you did forget the fact where we almost died. Yes, and then, so after they went in there and they went through the storm, they didn't know it was a storm giant quintessum, they just thought it was this weird vortex of water under under the ocean. No one really seemed to question it, which surprised me. I was thinking, why aren't any of you fucking questioning this? Well, Wayfinder, because he's got something better to do. Yes, that's fair. But nobody <laughs> else was like, hmm, that's strange. Why is there a water vortex over this thing? Everyone, I assume, just went, it's unknown technology to us. That's just what it is. And just went through it. So, they hooked back up, got everyone in there, and then... Immediately after everyone went in, the storm outside subsided, but no one noticed because no one has high enough perception to Feels check that. Bad. And then the storm giant just went boom and just bashed through the thing since we were underwater. We couldn't talk. That's right. No one could talk. Forgot about that. That's <laughs> true. Everyone. <laughs> but so after everything was said and done, storm giant Quintessen just punched a hole with lightning just straight through the top of the complex and water started rushing in. And then I currently had control of Wayfinder because I was playing Wayfinder two, Wayfinder 2.0, we'll call it, until the actual name is revealed yes. probably tomorrow. I mean, yes, most likely. I mean, you're all floating in water right now, so <laughs> shit's gonna get wild. And one of them is unconscious right now. Yeah, Holly Dell. That yes. one's unconscious. So, so that happened, the water rushed in, everyone got out, and then the storm, gi the storm giant quintessent... Uh, appeared materialized. materialized out of the, her storm form and two sharks that were caught in the storm which I had hinted at earlier but no yes. one seemed to care about I I got it again I couldn't care yeah because you were playing Wayfinder but nobody else like I mentioned like fins and carp and then I mentioned there was a big gray fin that just kind of came out and then went back into the storm they were caught in there they couldn't swim out but I, I don't think I mentioned this as well but they also didn't really want to get out because smaller fish were being sucked in there and they were just it was free food for them they wouldn't have a need to get out of that vortex so 
Holly Dell says I thought it was a fish, even though I said uh, big gray fin. Technically not wrong. Shark is fish. Sure. <laughs> fish are friends, not, not food. food. <laughs> not in this case. Oh no. Nope. So, anyways, so that's subsided, and because the storm giant quintessence materialized, the sharks were no longer caught in the storm, and they were like, "Oh, hello," and just <laughs> so, and again. I keep telling you guys this, and now I've said I'm not going to tell you guys this anymore, and I'm not. This is technically not a D&D, so I can say it all I want here. Not every encounter is something you can win. That would be unrealistic. And that was one we that was could one, not. That was one you definitely could not win. If all of you were there, including her bear companion, sure, maybe. maybe. But the bear... Maybe. Maybe. But the bear was left on the boat, and the monk decided to stay on the boat. So you were a party member down and a beast companion down. Yeah. So it was, I knew definitely this was not something you guys could win. But no, 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 no. We can do this. We can win. I kind of had no choice. Yeah, I, I was in control of you for the most part, so I just put you right front and center like, I'm free. Let's go. I'm a badass AI. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Boom! Boom! Six health points left. I'm not a badass AI. I can't do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> not right now. Not right now. So, which, again, your AI has to realize it is not on top of the world. It thought uh, it thought that coming out of the <laughs> it thought that coming out of the alpha complex. It thought it was on top of the world. It can't do anything. It's it has lived for millennial of, on top of millennial. It's though, regardless of whether or not it takes that to heart or not, and actually believes that is another question. <laughs> it is capable of knowing when it cannot win. Yes, I showed that by after it had like six health points left and it going turning around looking at the rest of the party and going. Oh, 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 just a realization that, fuck, this, I don't know what this is. This is strong. And then everyone flipped the bird at me when I was like, oh yeah, lightning spear, uh, that's, uh, what does that roll to hit? It doesn't. It auto hits. Nobody liked that. No, so, that's a, that's a load of shit if you ask me. That is the, I, that is the first monster I've ever come across that has an auto hit Then again, I have one. Magic missile. Magic missile's an auto hit? Yeah, but magic missile also like doesn't, doesn't do, damage. yeah, it doesn't do 4d10 damage, so. At max, I think I've done only like 5d4. Yeah. Which is no. not enough. So. Hollydell says, but we don't know we can't beat something until we try. True you true you told us we could run, but we all started to run before you reminded us. Uh, yes and no, I think, in that one. There were people that were very much thinking it. And then there's others that were caught, more or less. Mm-hmm. Is how I describe that. You have you can't say anything for Wayfinder because I was in control of Wayfinder. You were in control of what spells and everything, but I was in control of what Wayfinder said and what he did in terms of uh, just v- vocab- vocabulary and personality. You yes. had move you during combat. You were in full control, and if you did anything that I thought was against what your vision for my vision of we'll just say Ultron for now, then I said no. I don't think I ever had to, though. Everything was within the realm of what I thought Ultron would do. So, but anyways. So now we're left with, they left the Quintessent because they realized they could not beat the Quintessent. Multiple 
characters went unconscious several times and kept getting rehealed and swimming away. And the Quintessent uh, finally decided that it wasn't worth fighting them anymore because um, Ultron said that I'm done with this place. I don't need it. If you say this is your home, you can keep it. He didn't say it in that way, but essentially More he said, I'm done with this place. It's yours. And the quintessent went, cool, get out of my house and just went inside and stayed inside the house. And the one of the sharks got its ass beat and had like three health points left. Yeah, it had a three because it's 123 health points and it has a total of 126. So it had three health points left and it was like, nah, don't want to be in this situation anymore and left and the other one you guys just kind of like swam away from and it was like oh this shark looks tasty I don't think I ever mentioned that but I went and ate the other shark (laughs) I forgot to mention because because it's blood frenzy it goes after well it doesn't go it has advantage on things that don't have full health points and I was like if the other shark has only three health points left that thing is bleeding outrageously So so I was like while Cray was swimming away I was like yeah, that shark's going to go for that other shark because it just makes sense how much blood that thing is draining. Yep. So, that's Swiggity swoody. Yep. And all the while this was happening, the boat that they came on was like, that's a lot of lightning and storm shit happening way down in the bottom of the water there, and we don't want any part of this. So they dropped the sails and turned around and left with one of the party members and Hollydale's beast companion on board, just going, oh, okay. So. Poor Billy. So, yeah, and then they had the first mate of the ship, pseudo-captain right now. Yes. The captain died previously. Captain Cutlass is no more. Um, Rest in peppers. But the pseudo-captain, uh, Billy Dukas, who is the first mate, um, but doesn't want to be captain, but he's technically the pseudo-captain right now, went down to the water with them because I wanted to know why the fuck they went out this far into the ocean. And he, he figured out why. He found out why, but he, he was like, there's got to be a good reason. We went this far and I lost my captain. I want to fucking know why. But he found out why. So, And then he also went unconscious for like the third time this fucking campaign. Did anybody actually pick him up? Yes. Okay. Um, fucking, I think Bronx did. Bronx, okay. Yeah, Bronx grabbed Billy and dragged him out. And then Excellent. you grabbed uh, not. not and dragged her out, and then everybody else just swam themselves. So, more or less. More than less. Cray went down for his blades. <laughs> yeah, Cray went down for his blades because he fell unconscious, so he would have dropped his blades. Went down, grabbed them, came back up. So where we are starting tomorrow's session is the ship has sailed off. You guys can still see it. You've all breached out of the surface. You're carrying an unconscious knot. Um... Everybody, including the Billy Ducas, is with you, just floundering in the ocean. And Rain and Nibs are on the ship, sailing away from you. Mm-hmm. You can still see them. They can maybe see you. You are a tiny little spot in the ocean. It's far easier Don't to see. Don't you worry. I got ways. <clears throat> Excuse me. Are you going to metagame like what Rain had said in the Facebook chat? I was going to do that regardless. Okay. See, because I was figuring what I thought you would probably do, which is probably what you're going to do, what I would assume you would do to get their attention is just fireball straight up. <laughs> just straight up, 20 feet away, boom, fireball. Well, that needs a point. I actually need to... It needs a physical point? Yes, you point at a direction or something. It, it actually takes a point on the ground. Okay. So I could, but we'll see. Okay. I will most likely end up doing something. 
Well, I'm glad you're not doing fireball anymore because that would be breaking the rules. Because I thought you'd just pick a point anywhere 20, I could be up wrong. to 20 feet away. Let's look find it out. Up. I'm going to look it up right now on my handy dandy little app. Because I very well could be wrong with that. Well, let's just see. I'm pretty sure because the way I thought fireball worked is you just pick a point up to 20 feet away and you can just make a fireball. Actually, it's like. Oh, it's 150 feet. Yeah. That's fucking shit. It has a 20-foot radius. 20-foot radius up to 100 feet away. Jesus Christ. But isn't it a point? Uh, Let's see here. So, um, a bright streak flashes from your your pointing finger to a point you choose within range, then blossoms with a low roar into explosion of flame. A point you choose within range. I could consider that straight up. Yeah. I'd say that's a point. Yeah, definitely could. So, yeah. Each creature in a 20-foot radius must make a dexterity saving throw. Fucking couple seagulls. Ah! <laughs> Albatrosses. <laughs> Albatrosses. Um, the fire spreads around corners. It ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. Yeah. So it just says you pick a point within range. Well, I I'm, definitely have spell slots. I would consider straight up a point anywhere up to 150 feet. So if I you- will do something like that. All right, cool. Just to make it easy on you. <laughs> well, because I left that session wondering, like, well, how the fuck is Rain and Nibs going to convince this crew to turn the ship back around? But Rain didn't put up any, like, this could possibly be a part of Rachel just not caring anymore because she wasn't involved in the fight. Or, which I get. Which I get. She chose that, so up on her. Or it could be just what Rachel is deciding Rain's character would do. I don't know. But essentially, like, there was multiple times where the crew was like, if they don't come up in a couple of moments, we're leaving. We are, like, we are sailing out of here. And Rain's just kind of like, okay, that's Mm -hmm. fair. And like, these, you have been traveling with these people for a long time. They're at the bottom of the ocean in a lightning storm right now. And you're like, if we're leaving, if they don't come up soon, and you're like, okay. It's hard for me to believe that's what Rain would do. I think it was just because Rachel was bored and upset that she wasn't doing anything. But again, she chose not to go into the ocean. She chose not to go in with the rest of the party. I had a lot of stuff going down to the bottom of the ocean. I kept giving her the chance to jump in. She wouldn't do it. So I was like, all right, cool. So who knows? Uh, level 7 support, actually making it in time for a stream, Pog. You're making it right for the end of the stream. We are literally about to end here. <laughs> yeah. But you did make it level 7. Much appreciated. Thanks for swinging by. So, but yeah, that's probably about it for the stream. We have about two minutes left. Anything you want to quickly mention or anything like that? Beat Saber's fun. Yes. Beat Saber is very fun. <clears throat> and am ringer oh that's right level seven your ringer is the bullet strike and yes beat saber is fun you got a vive or any other kind of vr headset level seven excuse me or do you just go to like excuse me like a vr place where you live i'm gonna can you stop dying i got serious hiccups right now i play it at my local microsoft store there you go i can play it at home now which is great i'm sure that's what ow fucking shit i just hit the <laughs> microphone with my head i'm sure that's what jackson's gonna do as soon as we're done jackson gonna be like so can i play beat saber and i'm like fucking fine i just realized you can really see on stream just like how red i am. look like look at this line right here and then just white i mean i'm pretty pretty red too but like i just got a haircut today so like my hair must have been covering <laughs> you totally can. yeah yeah because like look at this like my hair must have been covering this part of my head because look at this red and then just look at that white this is skin right here that was previously covered by hair but now it's just it's like i've been wearing one of those fucking red face masks 
to like cleanse my black spots or whatever but I was like nah this is just fucking sunburn from being on that goddamn boat for so long and like my fucking shoulders oh yeah look at that daddy yeah oh yeah look at that anybody, and we're ending the stream anybody listening on anchors like I fucking hate this podcast <laughs> I could see it no <laughs> Level 7 said, you can blend in with the wings on your chair now. Fucking rights I can. Look at that shit. Look at that. Uh, just take it off. Just take my shirt off. Oh, but then Twitch will ban me. Can't do that. Can't have nipples. Can't have nipples. You, can, can't, you can't even show your feet on stream anymore. Yeah. No, no, no. Excuse Le me? Yeah, no. Legit. You cannot show bare feet on stream. It is a bannable... Or, sorry. It is a suspend, suspendable... I don't know if it's bannable anymore, but it is a suspendable offense to show bare feet on stream. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Twitch. Twitch has granted me a lot. Twitch has let me meet so many people and everything. And, like, I, I, I owe a lot to Twitch. Twitch has changed my life forever. You guys have changed my life forever. I've become closer to you through Twitch and Discord and everything. I, I knew you before Twitch, of course. Of whatnot. course. But I mean, I sure hope you did. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Twitch has just done so much for me over the years that I've... Since I moved away. Twitch is a wonderful thing. But... However... However... Recently, Twitch has been really, really fucking dropping the ball. Their terms of service are ridiculous to say the least the their their bannable offenses and their what's the word i'm looking for they don't follow their own rules their terms of service their inability to follow their own terms of service is garbage as level seven has said we won't say the name on stream for reasons but anybody will know exactly who the hell i'm talking about mm -hmm. there's a lot of streamers out there who there's one streamer I saw on Twitter. She has a lot of streamers have bots in their account that if anyone asks questions, the bot will ask answer it for them so they don't ask so the streamer doesn't have to answer the same questions all the time or they can play mini games through the bot. And this streamer has a bot that anybody time someone asks what the streamer's age is, the bot replies, "I'm 13, lol." But the bot types it in the way where like each different letter is capital and then lowercase and capital and lowercase and it says law at the end so it's clearly a joke and if you look at the like the streamer's face she is clearly not 13 she's clearly over the age of 25 she's minimum 25 years old it's very clear and obvious this person also is an affiliate meaning they have had to give their like bank account information and there are all kinds of information so they can get paid through Twitch. You need to be of legal age to get paid through Twitch. Okay? Keep all of that in mind. So of course, when someone asked the streamer what their age was and the bot replied, I'm 13 lol, someone reported that streamer for being underage and the report was approved and the streamer got suspended for an undetermined amount of time. They could ask about their suspension after 30 days the thing that boggles my mind about that is twitch knew is how old they were exactly no no there's no possible way a physical human being looked at that report it was reported a bot looked at the report saw that the report is this age and then just automatic suspended them and then probably sent the suspension to a human being to look at after 30 days 
to then talk with the streamer. I don't know if the streamer's back, got their Twitch page back or not. I haven't seen it in a while. It's not someone I follow. It was just on a uh, trend that I saw. But it's it unbear it's unbelievable to me because, like you said, Twitch knows that streamers age. They are over the legal age because they are an affiliate. But somehow they were still able to suspend them for being underage because a bot said a joke. It's unbelievable how that happens. And then the bigger news, of course, is that there's a streamer who has said the N-word on stream, who has done illegal stuff on stream, filed illegal takedown notices to other YouTubers um, because they show clips of her on stream that she doesn't like, even though they're her own clips. So she tries to take them down and she successfully took them down a couple of times through illegal ways and they were all publicly broadcast on her live stream and she got no suspension no bannable offense nothing and then after all of this she also yeah and she's quoted for saying that as well and after all of this she also fed her cat vodka so that was uh that's someone on my facebook she also she was drinking a little bit of vodka and then she put a little bit on her lips and she let her cat lick her lips and the cat freaked out because it was drinking vodka so of course this got everybody a little up in arms because you should never feed alcohol to your animals it's very dangerous for them twitch did nothing. No suspension, no ban, nothing. And then in a later stream, that same fucking cat came walking onto her keyboard and she got angry at it and she grabbed the cat and she just fucking yeet tossed it over her head just backwards and kept playing her game. So now she's got animal abuse. Twitch, no suspension, no ban. And she, and again, like I mentioned, she'd also said the N-word on stream, which other streamers have said the N-word or something similar to it that was like, oh, it could be it. It could be something similar to it. Suspension. Her, nothing. She's never been suspended or banned for any of the illegal activities she did to other YouTubers for feeding her cat alcohol, for yeeting her cat over her head, or for saying the N-word on stream. So if Twitch can't even follow their own terms of service and fairly follow it for each different streamer, like it's very scary for someone like me because what support do I have? Should have ended the stream a while ago. Anyways, I just wanted to quickly put out there that like Twitch is a wonderful website. I love Twitch. But there's some stuff. But whoever's running their legal team and their terms of service needs a reality check and they need to be streamlined and everyone needs to be treated fairly because it is so fucking clearly obvious that nobody is treated fairly one person can get a suspension for an undetermined amount of time because a bot says they're 13 when they're clearly not 25 and they have the legal reasons showing that they're not 25 and somebody else can say the n-word yeet their cat feed their cat alcohol say the n-word and stream and take down people on youtube through illegal activities and get nothing that's bullshit. That's out of hand. But anyways, mm -hmm. so, uh, One Star Sushi, is this a crusty crab? No, but this is the end of the Wings and Riffs podcast. Thank you guys so much for coming down. Thank you, Jackson, for being here in person. Much appreciated. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Um, 
If you're listening to us on Anchor, be sure to leave us a voice message. Uh, if you want to leave just a comment or a question, we will be sure to play it live on the next podcast so you can hear it and we'll answer your question or just elaborate on your comment if you'd like to do that. It is free for iOS or Android. And if Andro- if Anchor is not your choice of podcast listening device, hey, that's totally chill. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Pocket Casts, and anywhere podcasts are available. And if you want to watch the podcast live as it's happening, we usually do it on Tuesdays at twitch.tv slash wings and riffs. So if you want to check us out live, you can do that. And if you miss the live stream, don't worry. It'll be up on our Twitch page for 30 days afterwards so you can watch it there and then. Thank you guys so much for watching. My name is Torsten Nogle, also known as Wingless Valkyrie. This is Jackson Mikey, also known as Refixix. And we will see you guys probably next week, if not whenever the next podcast will be. Keep an eye on Discord for all the latest updates. Again discord is linked in the description below thank you guys so much for watching if you enjoyed this podcast tell your friends if you didn't you tell us have a good one bye goodbyes have a good one guys bye bye